Why, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Coffee Connections. My name is Seth Weiner. I'm your host of Coffee Connections, and I am your Rockshineer. Uh, folks, happy holiday time. It is starting to feel it. It's cold again outside. I'm loving it. I do want to go for a run, but I, I think I'm going to have to layer up on this one. Any rate, though, that's not why you're here. Uh, I do want to give just a couple announcements. Uh, one of them is I want to welcome I want to welcome all of our guests back uh, to the show on Thursday, December 17th, because what we're going to be doing then, Coffee Connections is going to be giving one lucky organization. Uh, we're going to spin a prize wheel, and everyone that's been a guest on Coffee Connections will be entered. Their organization will be entered in, and we're going to be giving away a travel package in which they can use in their next fundraiser. Uh, and that travel package is provided by HGA Fundraising. Big thank you to them for that. Uh, and really excited about that. Um, uh, other news, I want to let you know our upcoming guests. This Thursday, we've got the Bremen Museum, Jeremy Katz. On um, Tuesday the 15th, Career Up Now, Bradley Cook. And Thursday the 17th, when we do that uh, big uh, wheel there, uh, the Jewish Federation of Greater Atlanta, Eric Robbins, is going to be joining us. And our last guest of 2020 on Tuesday the 22nd, Ladies of Favor. So that's what's coming up. Uh, and also just a quick announcement too. Uh, as you know, I am in the music industry. I'm also the host of the other podcast called, I'm a co-host, I should say, of Inside Out with Turner and Seth. Uh, and in light of music, I want to tell you all about uh, an auction that I'm hosting this Thursday and Friday, December 10th and 11th, the Stand With The Band. It's a fundraiser for artist crisis relief, and that's not just for artists. It's for musicians, it's for crew, it's for anyone in the music industry, essentially, uh, and it's by Atlanta Collective, ATL Collective, that's ATL Collective, and there's going to be music and fundraising, a live auction, etc. So super excited about that. Um, now it's time to get into our Coffee Connections this week. Today, we've got South Art, Susie Circumer here. Now, South Art's mission is to nourish, create conversation, and strengthen community ties. South Art exists to support the artists, art organizations, and communities that help this region thrive, and this region being the South, folks. Uh, Suzette, Susie, uh, began as the South Arts Chief Executive back in 2012. Previously, she had been the Executive Director of the South Carolina Arts Commission until she retired in 2009. Her past service includes President of the National Assembly of State Arts Agencies, NASA with an extra A, folks. Uh, she's, she was the Treasurer of the Association of Performing Arts presents, Presenter, excuse me. She's a uh, member of the uh, Coca-Cola Scholarship National Selection Committee, a member of the National Arts Education Partnership Steering Committee, and so much more. Um, you know, I'm going to have her tell you all about herself because she can do a much better job because she's got a huge career behind her and she's bringing it all to South Art. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, let me go ahead and get our screen right and welcome to the show, Susie. Hello. Hello, Seth. Thank you. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Uh, well, welcome to Coffee Connections. It's time for a little coffee talk. Do you drink coffee? I do. And I'm advertising one of our programs, Southern Circuit, which I will mention a little bit later about what that is. Okay. I definitely drink coffee. Yeah, okay. So are you a dark uh, coffee, a light coffee? Where are you at? No, more of a medium roast. And mm -hmm. this year, I tend to like a coffee that has a little flavor. So right now, I'm drinking pumpkin spice. 
Okay. And then I might switch to Christmas blend and then just go back to regular medium roast. So. All right. All right. All right. Now, <laughs> are you a Krug or are you a drip or are you a French press kind of gal? Well, I'm a drip and um, occasionally a Keurig. Um, and occasionally we'll, you know, fix some cappuccinos and things like that. Uh, so do you have your own throffer? Frother? I do. I do. <laughs> I had one once and I sure miss it. I tell you, we used to, that was a fun time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Oh man. Uh, and in the summer, are you an iced coffee drinker? I'm not. I'm not. No. Okay. I will drink a, um, iced Americano which is a little different than a nice coffee, but, um, and I do that winter or, or summer, whatever, but no, I've never gotten into iced coffee. Ah, all right. Well, yeah, I, I feel you on the Americano. That's, <laughs> if I'm going to go to like a Dunkin' Donuts, I order the, and go hot, I order the Americano because it's just, if you're going to get, if you, you, you got to get the little caffeine if you're going to do it, right? <laughs> That's right. Well, I'm also into some of those frou-frou drinks as far as, you know, like, Frappuccinos or Dunkin' Donuts, um, they have a, a comparative type of thing called you know, a frozen coffee. And so I like those too. I like the, you know, I like variety. So you, you like coffee as a stimulant and as a dessert? Correct. The problem is <laughs> coffee has never been a stimulant to me. I was the type that when I was oh. full, I could drink it all night long and it didn't make me stay awake. So um, I just like the taste. Wow. Okay. Um, I wish I could say the same for me, but I, if I drink a little too much caffeine, I mean, I'm an auctioneer, so imagine how fast I talk when I'm caffeinated. Right. Yeah. Oh, I bet. (laughs) Well, speaking of caffeination, which I don't think has anything to do with the South, but it does have to do with the heat and the hot coffee. And that's where we're going with the hot South. Can you tell everyone about South Arts? I can be happy to. So South Arts is one of six regional arts organizations across this country. Every state is a member of one of the six regional arts organizations. Our states are from North Carolina, South through Florida, West through Louisiana, Tennessee, and Kentucky. So we have a nice gathering of nine states. We actually, of the six regionals, have the second largest population of any of the regional arts organizations. So we're excited about that. We have a lot of constituents to serve. And uh, South Arts started in the mid seventies. And what you have as far as the national arts um, landscape, you might say, is you have the National Endowment for the Arts, which is a federal agency. Mm -hmm. And you have, every state has a state arts agency. And um, so back in the 70s, they said, well, you know, there's nobody who's really concerned about what happens between states. So that was when the six regional arts organizations were set up. And South Arts has uh, been in existence ever since. It has done a variety of types of work. But what I would say is very consistent for us has been uh, working with the performing arts and presenters in particular, presenters being those like the Fox Theater, et cetera, that have an ensemble that performs on stage for a live audience. Um, But in recent years, we have uh, changed significantly and are working in many more art forms. Not that we 
only did performing arts. We certainly have done um, programs in other art forms. And folk arts has also been an area where we have consistently worked. But in the last several years, we have made a concerted effort to expand the number of art forms that we work in and also to focus on Southern artists, rural areas of the South, and expanding the numbers and types of organizations that we work with. So we work with arts organizations, but we also work with cities and non-arts organizations and social service agencies, et cetera. Um, so that's our purpose is to try to um, move art across state borders, provide opportunities for uh, local communities to see art that is not necessarily right there in their own community. And that is um, what I would call um, an expansion of uh, the excellent art that they probably already have in their community, but also want to see other types of art that um, maybe is not produced in their community. So we help assist in that way. That's wonderful. So one of the questions that comes to mind is every not every, but a lot of, especially in the South, there's so many historic theaters um, and, that are, you know, small theaters that have been around and um, and they, you know, host touring acts and uh, touring productions, etc. Do you work with a lot of them and support that? Um, we do have a program um, that supports regional touring and it sometimes goes to historic theaters and sometimes to community centers. Um you know, sometimes to churches, it, pretty much any organization that wants to present um, something for a live audience is eligible to apply to us. Um, we don't, uh, we only have one program that works with the commercial sector, clubs, et cetera. Um, mm -hmm. Our program does allow that, but the rest of our programs uh, really work with nonprofit organizations. So walk us through the process. Uh, if, uh, how would someone get involved and then how would they benefit? So we um, <clears throat> are always trying to expand the um, our visibility in the South, and we do what you know most organizations do. We have we do e-blasts, we do social media, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, basically, it refers um, organizations to our website, where it is um, we feel <laughs> pretty easily navigated, so that. Um, organizations can see if there are areas that they would like to be interested in and they can contact us directly by phone or they can contact us by email and find out more about those programs. And um, our staff is always happy to talk with someone about what we do and how we might be able to be involved with them. That's awesome. Um, what a, You mentioned the program in the beginning you had uh, on your coffee mug. Tell us a little bit about that program and, and what, yeah. Yeah. Southern Circuit is a program that um, we are the only regional uh, in the country that does this type of program. And Southern Circuit is a tour of independent filmmakers. The filmmakers oh. can be from anywhere in the United States, but we only tour them to Southern communities. They come to that community, uh, whether it's a college or a nonprofit organization, they come there with their film. They show the film to a live audience, and then there's a question and answer period afterwards so that 
the audience can really find out about what motivated that artist um, to do that particular film in that particular location. Uh, frequently, the filmmaker will also do um, an educational component in the community or at a local school or a college, etc. Right now, of course, we are not doing um, that live uh, as far as live with a local audience, but we right. are continuing the program. We do it virtually, and so the audience is able to um, be there virtually and to ask questions of the filmmaker, etc. That's awesome. So that's my next question is, as COVID hit, I mean, everything stopped. So what have you all done uh, in addition to this? I mean, this is great. You went virtual with this, but are, have you gone virtual with a lot of stuff or have you kind of held back? Um, where are you at? Well, a lot of our work is done you know, at the local level with um, a theater or a community center, et cetera. Mm. And it depends on what they are doing at the moment. So we have what we call grantees, those that we fund to do something at the local level. So the grantees um, during this particular time have been allowed to go from live performances or live showings of the filmmakers to virtual. They also have been allowed to change uh, if they were going to get an artist from uh, California or Nebraska that cannot travel right now. They substitute an artist that might be within driving range of their community and also frequently um, allowed to use a local artist that they have not worked with before. So we have changed. It has meant that um, sort of daily uh, we, are, we are discussing things with our grantees and making decisions about allowing them to do things, which is what this particular time in history in our country mandates. And we're happy to right. be to have the flexibility to make those changes. We are also um, looking towards uh, next fiscal year, which starts in July, and what programs would be um, really able for local communities to participate in. So we are looking at that. We also did four programs specifically related to COVID relief and uh, recovery and resilience. Um, so the first one, we distributed federal funds to organizations um, that were specifically BIPOC or culturally specific organizations or rural organizations to try to help them with relief. We ran a national um, program called Jazz Road Quick Assist Grants, which funded 450 jazz musicians across the country and also Puerto Rico and DC uh, with $1,000 grants uh, oh, to relief. The third program we ran was a program that was um, funded by a national foundation and it provided significant funds to um, a variety of organizations in the South that serve a larger constituency than their local area. They had to be organizations that were statewide or regional in their um, um, area that they serve. And so that, we actually distributed about $1.65 million in that program. And that was for resilience. So, you know, with the pandemic, you go through relief and then recovery and eventually resiliency. And so the focus on how can you look at the future for a year and a half from now? What can you do now to help you be an organization 
that thrives and is vital at that particular point. Last yeah. quickly is a program with the Kennedy Center in Washington, hmm. D.C. that um, they were doing an everyday series uh, Monday through Friday of uh, performances by artists across the country. And so we worked with them to um, help give visibility to a whole variety of artists in each of our nine states. And they got visibility to 30, 50,000 people that watched that series. Uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Wow. And helping all these musicians and it's just so, so great. One of the concerns ha that that is very, very, very much like present right now is like these these clubs and venues that and, and theaters they're they they've been holding on as tight as they can and and we're about to see uh we saw the jazz standard in new york go down yeah. and we're going to start seeing a lot more of these venues go down and it's uh it's really sad you know to see these these historic venues just going to be going away do you provide any uh, assistance to the venues or is it just to the artists and focusing on that um well, it is, we certainly did the one program with artists. The other program mm -hmm. um, were, many of them were venues, um, not commercial venues, but nonprofit venues, whether it was a historic theater or, um, you know, some other type of organization that does presentations, or maybe they work with children, et cetera. So uh, the funds that we distributed through that fund um, certainly help, um, hopefully are helping to keep um, people in jobs and those venues yeah. um, We feel uh, very uh, pressed and committed to trying to find additional funds to provide to organizations throughout the South. And so we work on that continually, trying to find funding for that. Now you, you said funding and it's gotten my mind going. Where do you, that's a lot of money that you've been able to help give and, uh, yeah. and grant out there. Where do you get your funding from? So our funding uh, predominantly comes from the National Endowment for the Arts, state arts agencies, some revenue uh, from you know specific programs that we run, and then we do have some funding grants from uh, some national foundations, arts foundation, well foundations that provide arts funding as well as other types of funding. So those are the main areas. We have not really um, been involved with corporate fundraising or individual fundraising um, to any extent. Mm -hmm. that's, that's where we have looked for funding. We um, are looking to try and expand the different areas that we do look for funds. Um, it's um, a little more challenging as a regional arts organization because we don't have a specific event for them to go to. We don't have a venue for someone to come and enjoy something. Mm. It's a little more challenging, um, but we certainly have been successful. Our budget three <clears throat> years ago was a little over two million. It's around six or seven million right now. Well, that's amazing. We have been successful and are grateful for that. Yeah. Now, when with COVID, did you see? the fundraising more challenging to get those funds or did they come in greater and easier or how did that work? Well, um, for us being a regional organization that has a, the ability to distribute funds quickly and easily across many States, there were organizations, funders that were interested in working with us, um, to do that. And so, um, 
Yes, we have uh, been lucky and been the recipient uh, without having, you know, to do individual fundraisers, et cetera. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Um, well, I love I love what the organization is doing, uh, and you know, there's just there's so there's such a need for it, and it's going to be really interesting when things come back and how they come back. And I just don't think it's going to happen quickly, but I do feel that unlike most other things, this is going to be the first time that the smaller artists and performers are going to be able to, they're going to be the first ones back. The smaller venues are going to be the first ones back. And I think that's kind of a neat thing because, you know, everyone, it's not going to be a race to see these headliners and huge Broadway shows, etc. It's going to be the smaller stuff that gets visibility first. Now, that's really an exciting time for artists, I think. You're absolutely right. And I also think that it's a time that many local artists that have not gotten much recognition, but are excellent artists. Yeah. I think it's a time where many of them will see more visibility, which hopefully will help their careers long term. Absolutely. Well, uh, I think it's just fantastic what you all are doing, folks. Please do go to southarts.org to learn more about South Arts and to uh, get involved in any way you can or to just learn about the organization more than you did here. So again, that's southarts.org. Uh, Susie, is there anything else that uh, we maybe glanced over you want to, uh, that maybe we didn't cover? Um, uh, not really. We, you know, we, well, I take that back. I would <laughs> like to say that um, please do go to our website because we have some very exciting things going on right now, in particular for visual artists, our Southern Prize and fellowship program, which awards $5,000 to one visual artist in each of our states and a $25,000 Southern prize to one of those nine and a $10,000 prize to one of those nine. And that was open and running right now. So that's one that I'd like to comment on. And, um, and that's probably it, I guess at the moment. Thank you. Okay. Well, I got to ask you something. If I read correctly, it said you were retired before you became the uh, CEO and president of South Arts. Is that right? It is correct. Um, You know, I flunked, I guess, uh, (laughs) at that particular time. Um, uh, There were reasons why I retired, et cetera. Um, My mother was very elderly and I wanted to spend time with her. And Mm -hmm. after she passed at 98 and a half, Wow, muscles up. And I'd been able to spend some time with her. I was freer to be able to come back to the work world. And so I'm very delighted to um, be here in Atlanta working with uh, South Arts. And, uh, you know, my next um, retirement, who knows what I'll get involved with at that time. <laughs> well, whoever it is is going to be lucky for sure. Um, before you go, I ask all of my guests to recommend a future guest. Is there a nonprofit organization in Atlanta that you'd like to recommend for Coffee Connections? I would. I'd like to recommend the Atlanta Regional Commission and Josh Phillipson, who is on the staff there and heads up their arts endeavors. That would be awesome. I appreciate that. Uh, email introduction after this uh thank you again and folks one last time go to southarts.org and we'll see you again here thursday wait is it, i almost thought it was thir- i thought it was oh my gosh i just thought it was thursday wow it's tuesday so i will see you all thursday uh with co- i think i need a coffee here for coffee connections thanks so much Susie. everyone we'll thank see you, you again thanks all right